0: Welcome everyone to episode 4 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Thank you guys for joining me once again as we start to unravel and hopefully very, very soon get into some good, strong action of dragon ball super uh, i have hosted a couple other podcasts one called geekly dose we talked about everything geek movies comic books video games etc uh, as well as a podcast called republic city report a legend of Korra podcast so if you're a fan of avatar the last airbender or the legend of Korra, you could probably get a kick out of that podcast make sure you head over to itunes as well as stitcher.com to check out those podcasts now with that being said i have an update here one well, that I'm pretty excited about, and for some reason I don't even know why I didn't think about this sooner. But shout out to one of my listeners named Thomas. Thomas left me a comment saying, "Hey, I can't find Rock the Dragon on Google Play." Uh, for some reason, I didn't even consider that. <laughs> I always kind of considered, well, you know, if if you don't have an iPhone, then you can go to Stitcher.com or download download the Stitcher app in order to listen to the show. But you know what? I immediately went and submitted the podcast to Google Play. So it's now on Google Play. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already have an alternate, alternative <laughs> way of listening to it. So it may not matter to you. But if you happen to know someone who's not listening because by some chance they only have an Android phone or something, I don't keep up with a lot of that. So I'm not sure how it works. But uh, it's now on Google Play. So to make it a little easier for you, you can head over to facebookcom slash rock the dragon podcast and you can find that uh, a link right there. Just at the top of the page, just waiting for it. We well, may have to scroll down a little bit, but it's there. Besides that, head over and give that page a like, um, you know, it's 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 getting moving pretty slowly now. And I get it. I mean, I you know. It's very tough. You know, it's easy to just sit back and listen to the podcast and say, uh, well, I don't feel like pulling out my phone and taking t- 10 seconds to like a page. But, you know, it's the least you can do for me, giving you free entertainment. Right. So just do that for me. And if, you've got, if you have an extra 15 seconds in your day, make sure you head over to iTunes and leave me a review or rating on the podcast. I would appreciate it very much. Uh with that being said uh we're going to get into this episode which i'm not going to say the name of it just yet because i want to sort of uh you know uh, i want to throw it back to the previous episode of the podcast when i do it so i'll get to that in a minute but i do want to mention that i do have a message or and or comment for this episode so i will be reading that a little bit later on remember i am looking for suggestions uh for a name for that segment um Just to give you an idea, when I host the Republic City Report, I called the email segment of the show Correspondence because it was, you know, about the legend of Korra. So it kind of tied in a little bit. So if anyone has any suggestions on what I could call the segment for Dragon Ball Super, something that kind of ties in with that in messages or that in email or something like that, let me know. If not, well, I'll just think of something eventually or I won't. I don't know yet, (laughs) but that's a little extra challenge for you guys. So very interesting comment question uh, once again from Steven. So uh, Steven's been killing it with the good questions lately. Uh, don't hesitate to send me one. Remember, you can head over to facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. If you have a question or a comment, something you want me to read on the show, I'll be happy to read it for you. OK, and I'll also be happy to give you credit if you happen to pick a name for that segment and uh, I choose it. I'll give you credit for it. and I'll even read some of the best suggestions on air i mean there's no there's no limits here it's just me okay i control this thing i can do whatever the hell i want okay so don't don't be worried or, or ashamed or embarrassed by that okay so with that being said let's go ahead and transition over to episode four of dragon ball super which is titled bid for the dragon balls pilaf and crew's impossible mission now here's the thing so the reason why the title of this episode is so unique. Um, is because if you listen to episode three of the podcast, you'll remember that I, I made a comment about, oh, well, things are a little bit different here as compared to Battle of Gods. Uh, for one thing, Boma's birthday party is now on a cruise ship where before I believe it was at Capsule Corp. And I also mentioned the fact that, hey, you know, something else is different pilaf and crew are not around and if you remember i was pretty fucking excited about that but here we are the following episode and the title gives it away emperor pilaf and crew do resurface during this episode and look you know i don't want to you know if if you guys love emperor pilaf by all means more power more power to you but i've just never really liked that character i mean Um, I don't even remember much because I remember that he was originally a Dragon Ball character. He's he's uh, a villain that appeared way back when Goku was like a kid. Um, I don't understand why they keep bringing this guy back. (laughs) He's never been particularly interesting to me Um, at all. So I I, I don't get it. And once again, you know, and someone correct me if I'm wrong here. but, But I mentioned this last episode, too, is that it reminds me of Dragon Ball GT, which we've all kind of universally agreed was pretty terrible, you know. It was Pilaf and his crew. I keep saying his crew because I can't remember their names. I mean, I know the little girl's name is Mai, uh, but the dog wearing a when uh, they wearing a ninja suit or whatever the hell he is. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know, and I don't care. I just I honestly just don't like those characters. I mean, he showed up. He wished Goku back to a kid. And then GT went to hell after that point, you know. So I I don't understand why they would immediately bring back this character that the last time we saw him, everyone hated it. I don't understand that. (laughs) We don't need Emperor Pilaf anymore. Now, let me go into a little bit more detail of why I hate Pilaf so much. Okay, other than the fact that he's just not interesting at all and he's not much of a threat. Uh, And I mean, we do get some comic relief out of it, which is good. But I don't know if it's worth it. Um, you know, there's just something about those characters that immediately makes me feel like I'm watching a, a, a kid's cartoon. You know, and and I realize that I am watching an animated show, a Japanese animation, on Cartoon Network. So some people might say, well, it is a cartoon. But you know, I mean, there's a different. I think in pop culture, there's definitely a difference between a cartoon and an animated show right like there are certain animated shows that i wouldn't use the word cartoon to describe because that that gives off a certain childish uh childlike sort of a vibe right so i don't even like to call that this show a cartoon but it, it makes me feel like i'm watching that when those characters show up and some of you may be saying well what the hell you nerd you're watching an anime yeah but i mean it's you know It's no secret that Dragon Ball Z was, I mean, was at least for ages 14 and up, you know. I mean, you would be, if you were a teenager, you could really enjoy Dragon Ball Z. There were some things in there that maybe were a little too brutal or graphic for any kids younger than that. Uh, And maybe they're trying to cater to that crowd. You know, maybe they're bringing it back and they're saying, okay, let's kind of make the show a little bit more child friendly. Just for marketing reasons or just trying to maybe they're trying to recapture some of the spirit of Dragon Ball, the original one. I don't know. But all I know is I don't like it. I just I really hope they find a good way to get rid of Pilaf this time around. Because frankly I'm I'm tired of seeing him just pop up. Uh yeah, if you disagree with any of that, by all means, Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. Tell me why you love Pilaf, and we'll talk about it, you know, if necessary. But I have a feeling that most of you probably don't like him. But based on the title of this episode, we know one thing, that he's coming back. All in all, this, once again, this episode is not really that exciting. Um, I feel like that's starting to become a bit of a trend here, but I'm going to say the usual Preliminary sort of things here, and I'm going to defend it and say that this is episode four. We can't have all the action yet, we have to build up to things. I do kind of wish the build up was a little more interesting than it is, but maybe that's just because I watched Battle of Gods. You know, I can only imagine what my response to this would be had I not seen that. You know, I, and I'll never know, I'll never know how intrigued by all of this. I could have possibly been had I not watched that movie, you know, I just, it's just a very weird decision to make a movie and then retell the same story on the show just longer. But that's what we're doing, so that's what we got. So, you know, I'm probably going to kind of breeze through a lot of this rather quickly because if you've seen Battle of Gods, you know, you know where a lot of this stuff is going. I'll just really kind of touch on some of the highlights here, um, which... Uh, you know, I, I, I definitely wouldn't call pilaf showing up a highlight. So, <laughs> uh, although that does happen, it's not not really a highlight for me. Uh, you know, what was funny about that is that even even when this episode is kind of sort of following goten and Trunks around, I don't even I don't feel like I'm watching a kid show. Which is interesting, because they're, they're actual kids, you know? So I don't mind that, but it's just something about Pilaf, okay? You guys are probably wondering why I'm bashing Pilaf so much. <laughs> okay, so, anyway, the episode pretty much, uh, you know, just kind of immediately resumes from where it left off. Uh, you know, Beerus is basically on his way to King Kai's planet now. Uh, King Kai is trying to keep Goku from finding out about Beerus' arrival, Um, there's nothing really much more to say about that because that's kind of the same thing. You know, they're just kind of, he's kind of just still trying to distract Goku and, you know, keep him from finding out about it. But at the same time, remember, you know, this is sort of a retelling of Battle of God. So we also have Bulma's birthday party going on at the same time. Uh, And this is kind of fun for me, even though I'm kind of seeing the same thing again, it's kind of fun because it just, we get to see these quick shots of some of our favorite characters again, which is always fun. You know, just getting to see them be themselves. Um, of course, things are a little bit different this time around because uh, they're on a cruise ship. Um, but a lot of the, the same things kind of happen, right? Goten and Trunks kind of go off. They find the Dragon Balls. We find out that there's this bingo contest thing that Boma's having. And the ultimate prize, I believe, uh, there's a few of them. There's a castle that... <laughs> For some reason, is small enough to fit on this boat. Uh, but Android 18 really, really wants to win that. Uh, it's always funny in this in this universe when characters want material things because you think about how powerful some of them are that it would be super easy for them to just go and get it, right? But they want to win something or they want a lot of money. But it's like you can just... I mean, there has to be a way. <laughs> Speaking of that, what happened to the money? They haven't... Have they the money that mr satan gave to goku at the end of like episode one i don't even think that they mention that again uh but then again we haven't spent much time with chi chi and goku's been on king kai's planet the entire time so the only person we've really kind of seen is goten doing something different so i don't know but you know uh but yeah so it's a little bit different you know this time the dragon balls are kind of kept in this uh I don't know this tube thing (laughs) that's surrounded by some kind of a force field which you know that's that would never stop any of these guys from being able to get to the dragon balls you know i mean but it's a funny scene right because uh it's funny because we get to see it through the eyes of goten and trunks and they're just kind of being silly about it and trunks realizes that it has a weak spot and that is to just unplug the machine so it's it's funny, you know, we're getting a lot of humor in the first couple episodes of Dragon Ball Super. So I'm really hoping that when the action kicks in, it will certainly be worth the wait. Um, I got to say this and and, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to piss anybody off by saying this, but I, I got to the music. I'm, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the music of Dragon Ball Super thus far. I mean, I love the opening theme song. But the the music that they kind of play in the background during the conversations, I'm not crazy about it. I think I just need to hear something different. Right. Because we've been hearing kind of the same songs over and over again because nothing is really happening. So I'm waiting to see what the fight music will sound like. And maybe that'll maybe I'll get a little break from it and that'll kind of make me appreciate it more. Because right now. I can't say that I'm crazy about it, Uh, but, you know, only time will tell and once again i am crazy about bruce falconer's music and i just wish that they would have used that here but i mean obviously i don't know i'm sure there are a lot of there's a lot of red tape and things like that that's kind of probably stopping them from being able to just immediately do that and maybe they don't want to you know maybe they just want dragon ball super to have a completely different feel but i don't know i was such a big fan of that music that i miss it Um, but you know another thing that we immediately kind of noticed and and I don't know if this had anything to do with the reason why Boma's party takes place on a cruise ship now as opposed to in the Battle of Gods where it was at Capsule Corp is that now um, they kind of pass by Emperor Pilaf whereas before I think he found them using the Dragon Radar Uh, I, I don't remember Um, but now they kind of, you know, he still uses the dragon radar here, which if someone can remind me of how in the hell he got that, that'd be great. (laughs) Head over to facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. If you remember how Emperor Pilaf ended up with a dragon radar, um, because you know, I mean, it may have happened all the way back in the original dragon ball, but somehow he's got this thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, okay. So we get a couple little funny moments here. He's on he's stranded on an island. I don't remember how he got there because I I, I swear they it seems like they haven't even referenced this character since Dragon Ball the the original Dragon Ball, um, not counting GT. Maybe they did somewhere and I just don't remember. Maybe at the beginning of Dragon Ball they did. I don't know. Maybe that's a maybe that's just one. I'm sorry. Maybe at the beginning of Dragon Ball Z they did. Hmm, briefly. It could just be some sort of tradition where they just begin every series off catching up with Emperor Pilaf, which if that's what it is, then I can kind of appreciate that, but I don't know. But, you know, the scene was kind of a waste because it's just them kind of being silly and uh, the Dragon Balls appear and disappear and for some reason, once they're enclosed and encased in this force field that Boma's created, they're not detectable anymore. Um, That's, I don't know, right? Is that possible? Is it possible for her to create a device (laughs) that can mask the power of the Dragon Balls enough to where they can't be detected anymore? And if she was able to do that, why didn't she do it a long time ago when all of these other villains were looking for them? Yeah, but I, I don't know. Once again, Dragon Ball universe is kind of full of those little plot holes. And frankly, you can't think about it too much. Otherwise, well you might just die um but yeah we get a lot of this my in pilaf stuff that i'm not crazy about i mean eventually they make their way over to the ship or they fall off a boat or something and trunks scoops them up takes them in invites them to the party and offers them food i mean geez i (laughs) it sounds so lame when i say it out loud right but there's some humor in there. And if you're if you're someone who has been missing Dragon Ball, you'll still find uh, some appreciation here for what's going on because you'll just be happy to see your, your characters on the screen again and, and, and get used to them all over again. But I'm not going to spend too much time talking about that because there's nothing to dissect here. It's just things happening. And if you saw Battle of Gods, you know where this is going. So... But uh, eventually, we do get back on the ship and we do see Vegeta again, which is easily the most exciting part of the whole episode <laughs> because he's training. And, well, uh, we get a funny moment with him because, you know, they tell him that you can hear Boma pretty much yelling on the phone for him to get over to the party. And it's kind of nice to see that, you know, if anyone can get away with yelling at Vegeta and actually get. Him to do what they want is going to be Boma, which is pretty funny, pretty cool. Now there is a couple, there are a couple little revelations here. I think. Um, For one, Goku actually finds out on this episode about Beerus's arrival. Okay, so that's they've been trying to keep that from him, but now the cat's out of the bag. Uh, coincidentally, coincidentally, right before Beerus arrives, um, so I guess that was perfect timing there. But and 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 here's where we kind of get sort of this reiteration, uh, which is I, I like and and that the explanation of Beerus is that he's not necessarily a bad guy. Uh, he's just a deity and he's got a god of destruction and that's what he does. And he kind of has temper tantrums and a bad temper and all of that but we do learn that uh you know there's balance in universe i've I've always kind of it's almost sort of a, a get out of jail free card slash uh easy way out to kind of rely on that as a angle for movies and tv shows a lot of shows do that they'll kind of use well there's a need for balance in the universe so they kind of explain good and evil in that way and i've even done it i wrote a screenplay i wrote a pilot for a uh, science fiction superhero type of a show. Uh, and I even found myself using it in there too. So I can't be too mad about that. Um, but yeah, we kind of get that. And it, it it makes sense. I buy it. But basically, you know, I'm going to skip ahead here and just say that, you know, Beerus, Beerus arrives on the planet. And uh, Okikai's planet. And we know where this is going. We, we've seen Battle of Gods. And if you haven't seen it... Well, you might as well go ahead and watch it now, because it'll be a much quicker version of this uh, if you just want to skip ahead and get to some of the action here. Um, because it's taking a little longer than I think I would have liked <laughs> for the action to start to kick in. Um, and I did, someone told me, I'm sorry, I don't remember right now, I think it may have been Steven, it kind of broke down. The, the episode breakdown for the first half or so of Dragon Ball Super. I think the Battle of God saga is probably going to be in about 10 episodes or, or so. Um, which is good, right? Because that means they can just get to the point. We don't need to spend all of this time recounting something that most of us have probably already seen. So, this is episode four. So, six more episodes. We'll hopefully have wrapped this up. And we'll be on a Resurrection F, I'm guessing. And maybe we'll get some interesting developments out of that. Uh, now... So, how does this episode end exactly? Well, I think it pretty much ends with Beerus's arrival. Okay? So, not the most detailed, complex episode to dissect here. Not a lot of exciting things happen. I just kind of want to go through, talk about some of the highlights. Uh, what did you think about it? Make sure you let me know. Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. Now, at this point, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and read a message here that I got from Steven. Uh, If I can just pull it up here and stall. This is me stalling while I pull it up on the phone. Okay, I'm not supposed to say that on the mic, but doesn't matter. Okay, here we go. So once again, you like to contact me, questions, comments. I really I honestly I really 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 want to know your thoughts on Dragon Ball Super so far. Um it's been a weird beginning of a season. I mean it's weird for a lot of different reasons. Uh, One of them being the fact that this is a brand new show and the music's different and, uh, you know, the approach is kind of different. And most of you have probably been watching the Japanese version this entire time. Of course, um, I'm talking to the people that... eh, Only watch the English dub right now when I say I want to know your opinions on him because some of you others, you know, you other guys may spoil something. (laughs) I want you to spoil it for me. Okay. Anyway, back to the message from Andrew. It reads here. I'm sorry. Steven. Gosh, I keep doing that. (laughs) You know why? Because you guys are like the only two people for the most part that that have been writing in so far. So I keep accidentally calling you. I need more people to write in so that I can stop making that mistake. Okay. Steven writes, Hey Tim, had another question to send your way. Which character do you think had the best design? I always thought Future Trunks looked the coolest. Been, watching DB, been re-watching DBZ from the beginning and I'm currently on the Android saga. From his introduction to fighting style and design, Future Trunks has always been my favorite. Steven, great question i'd like to add i would like to say this your question doesn't necessarily have to be about dragon ball super as as you can see you know you can ask anything dbz related like this question it's a good question um so which character do i think had the best design wow you know i actually had to spend a little bit of time thinking about this uh because you know I, I had to think back on all the characters that we've met because there's been a lot man like including villains uh, so i would have to say the character that i feel like has the best design you know what i'm going to do here i'm actually going to give you two okay i'm going to give you a a good guy and a villain just to kind of mix it up here a little bit and, and hopefully make this more exciting <laughs> so i would have to say that i agree with you steven I think Trunks probably does have the coolest design. Future Trunks. Um, you know, I remember when in the early days, I, and I mentioned this in episode zero of the podcast, that I kind of got ahead when it came to Dragon Ball Z. I was so obsessed with the show in high school that I went online and I read a bunch of stuff. that, and So I kind of spoiled some of it for me. You know, I knew Trunks was coming I knew that he was Bowman Vegeta's son and I saw photos of him and drawings of him and stuff like that and I remember when I first saw him and I was like this is the I, first of all I was like who's this guy who's this super saiyan right who's this guy with the cool hair and it's purple and he's got a sword and he's got these cool boots um, I have to say yeah I would say say Trunks because for one thing he has a sword and um, anybody who knows me knows that I'm crazy about that kind of stuff you know, I actually have a sword. I have a real sword. I own a sword. I own a ninja suit. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been a huge fan of martial arts films and stuff like that my entire life, uh, and swords just kind of go along with that. Um, I even had a uh, at one point. I ended up actually. This is a funny little side story. Uh, when I was thinking about getting a tattoo, I want. I know I want to get a new tattoo that had something to do with um, my childhood and things like that that I like, right? My original idea, which, you know, I kind of regret not doing, but maybe I'll still do one day, is that I was going to get uh, all of my favorite swords from fiction tattooed on my own in some sort of organized way, right? Not all individually. Like, they would all kind of be maybe in a circle or something like that. And Trunks' sword was going to be one of them uh the others uh the sword of omens from thundercats uh also i was thinking about getting a lightsaber and also maybe saba the white rangers dagger from power rangers i mean i was just going to get every sort of sword and dagger that i liked tattooed in some way on my arm and that was going to be one of them uh so just to kind of reiterate you know like that's part of the reason i love Trunks' design so much now it got even better when his hair grew out, when they came out back in the cell saga, when Vegeta and Trunks went to the hyperbolic time chamber, came out, and Trunks' hair was long. I loved it even more because I've also have always been a fan of long hair. I know that sounds kind of weird, but <laughs> I've always liked long hair. As a kid, I wanted long hair, and you know, my hair doesn't grow in the same way as Trunks' does. But uh, I've always been a big fan of long hair. So and it made it even that much more cool of a design um, when he went Super Saiyan with the long hair. And this just reminds me, you know, like I, even even you know, if I had to give a runner-up sort of design favorite character design, uh, I would say Vegeta, but also slash Trunks, right? Because one of my favorite costumes on the show is that Saiyan armor, the blue and white and brown one. You know, the one that Vegeta is still wearing right now on Dragon Ball Super. So we had Trunks and Vegeta wearing that Saiyan armor. I mean, Goku and Gohan wore it too, but I don't know. It always looked a little bit weird on them just because we're so used to seeing them wearing karate geese, you know? So when, Go- when Goku put on the Saiyan armor, it still, it still looked a little weird, but it's, you know, it looks great on Vegeta and Trunks. And that's just another reason why I really like Trunks' design. Because when during that fight with Cell, where he goes ascended sand and he powers up and he buffs up and his hair just sticks out like that. And he has a a, a, a ponytail holder that just burns off. Oh, come on. That wasn't that not the coolest fucking thing ever. And he's just standing there and he's all buffed up and his his eyes are just going completely white. Definitely agree with you there, Steven. Trunks is, is, has my fa- is my favorite character design. For all those reasons. Okay, now I actually want to give you a villain too. Uh, this is a villain that has n- never appeared on the actual anime itself. I don't think. Unless I'm forgetting something. Because he's in one of the movies that's not considered canon. Uh, cooler. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know. Okay. In the movie universe, which is pretty much separate from the anime, uh, Frieza has an older brother named Cooler. Um, So he has a father named King Cold. His name is Frieza and his brother's name is Cooler. Okay, obviously there's a theme there. But I've always loved Cooler's design. Make sure you look up Cooler. I'll tell you what. I found this pretty cool um, sort of lithographic thing here that shows all of Cooler's forms. You remember Frieza had different forms, right? That type of species that he had, they could mutate to different forms and it would increase their power. So he has, uh, different forms as well. Uh, and it's just one that shows all of his forms. So I'll, I'll post it over on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Go over there, give the page a like, check out the image that I'm going to post. And I want you to leave me a comment and let me know what your thoughts are on it uh but cooler's final form because you may be thinking well cooler looks just like frieza so why wouldn't frieza be your favorite well he doesn't though for one thing you know he's a different color and he's he's also taller than frieza uh but it's really he's it's really cooler's final form that i like uh check it out man it's badass you know frieza's forms have always been pretty scary in a way um, because you know these, like they, there's a form where there these horns come out their head, and that's what King Cold looked like. And Frieza also had that, like the long, curvy horns. Kind of reminds you of that that creature from um, what's the movie with <laughs> with Tom Cruise? Legend. Uh, Tim Curry played that role. It always reminded me of of that. Um, you know, this sort of this demonic sort of a thing, and. Every time I think about that form of Frieza, I think about that horn going through Krillin's chest. You remember when he impaled Krillin with with his horn? But they've also had these other forms where they start to look like xenomorphs from Alien, right? Like the big long head and stuff like that. I don't think that that's a coincidence. And they also have these long tails. So I think there's a little bit of influence there. I'm not sure. Don't, don't quote me on that. I'm not sure if... If, if the original Dragon Ball came out before or after the Alien movies, but that's what it reminds you of, right? But Cooler's final form is almost like a combination of like a queen, Alien, and like Shredder from Ninja Turtles. I mean, it's just the most badass looking form, I think, of any of these villains that I've seen. Um, yeah, and he has, like, sort of these wicked, like, arm blades, and just, I just love his design. I mean, it looks super fucking creepy, but uh, but uh it seemed, like, super cool, you know? If I could find an action figure of that form of cooler, that would be great. That would be awesome, which I've never looked for one. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I don't have much of a collection in terms of action figures when it comes to Dragon Ball characters. I do want to branch out and... Get that one day. All I have right now is a pretty big uh, Goku and Vegito. Um, they're like a foot tall or something like that, I think. But uh, yeah, so head over to Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon podcast. Check out that image of Cooler. That He would be my that's probably my favorite character design of villains, at least that I can think of <laughs> right now. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of characters. Uh, I feel like there's probably someone in the Frieza saga somewhere that I also like, really like the design of. Uh, Berta um, from the Ginyu Force. Also, I, you know, he always has sort of a cool design, I think. So yeah, uh, that's probably a much longer answer than you expected there, Stephen. but uh, I'll go ahead and do that for you. <laughs> so I hope that answers your question. Uh, that is the only comment or message that I have received. So that's what I'm gonna read. And I, I know, I think I have a pretty good idea why. It's because I was... I came really late with episode three of the podcast. Like I just posted that a couple days ago. I'm recording this on Sunday, um, the 29th. And I just posted the other episode, you know, a couple days ago. So many of you guys probably still haven't even listened to that one yet. Um, I'm trying to get caught up though. So I apologize for that, but make sure you go ahead and send your messages over facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Uh, once again, I'm going to keep reminding you to please like, Tim Bridgewater geek that is my facebook page i'm getting closer and closer to unleashing all new content reviews creative content anything you could possibly imagine over there on that page right now there's an action figure music video motion comic book that i made um i mean it's it, it's cool i think you really really like it so head over there give it a look give that page a like It'll be great. Um, And if you feel like it, Tim Bridgewater Geek on YouTube, also subscribe. Lots of new content coming. I really want to hear from you guys. If you are a listener, please do not hesitate to reach out um, and let me know that you're enjoying the podcast. And one of the best ways you can do that also is to head over to iTunes, leave me a review and a rating over there. Okay. So I think that about does it for this episode. So for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I am Tim Bridgewater, and I will see you guys next time.